Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we have another wild case for you. (laughs) Another wild one. Yeah, I feel like I'm sure we'll talk about it. But reading about this case gave me heavy deja vu vibes. Oh, okay. I think I have a couple. <laughs> I have a couple ideas um, of what your deja vu is. But yeah, we sh- we could chat about that for sure. Yeah. So I, I definitely thought it was interesting. I'd never heard of this before, and it sounds like it received a lot of coverage. And I yeah had never heard of it before. <laughs> So I'm happy that you mentioned that you it was one that you hadn't heard. I'm sure we'll chat about that a little bit more, too, because I feel like this is one that it's like either you've heard about it and probably obsessed over it for a period of time or you've never heard about it. And are like, how the hell did I never hear about it? Because it did get a decent amount of coverage and still gets a decent amount of media coverage. And it has been within the last 10 years. So, like, I feel like if it's more recent like that. I probably should have known about it and followed it, especially if it was in the news. Uh, But I had never, and we'll talk about it later because there are a lot of parallels in this case to another one that was very highly publicized that I did follow. And it wasn't that long, there wasn't that long of a time difference between the two, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're gonna have some good uh conversations to chat about afterwards then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to add before we dive into it. No crazy updates on my end, I don't think. No true crime stories I've been like massively obsessing over to share. No, me neither. I recently did a Google search for like the Vicky White and Casey White case and all all the articles were from like May and I was like, there's literally no updates here. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and I looked last week about Lake Mead and it was still like no updates. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, okay, we're just kinda waiting and I don't know, I don't think there's anything other that not that there's not true crime stories yes, going on, yes. just not things that I personally have been obsessing over while they're going on in the news. Yeah. I should say. No, I, I get that. I don't think there's been anything that's been like super intriguing to me in the Co- past yeah, correct. couple Same. weeks or like that. We've been chatting back and forth about. Same, same. <laughs> well, I. Like I said, I don't have anything else, so I'll let you dive right in. Sounds good. Ryan Poston was born on December 30th, 1982, in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Ryan went on to have quite the education. He had triple majored at Indiana University in history, geography, and political science, and then went on to attend law school at Northern Kentucky University. He began working as an attorney after his graduation. That was until his death anyways. In March of 2011, Ryan sent a friend request on Facebook to Shana Hubers, who would ultimately change his life forever. When the pair had met in 2011, Ryan was 28 and Shana was 19 years old. Shana was attending the University of Kentucky 
And although they seemed to be on quite different paths at the time, it wasn't long after that they began dating. The two dated on and off for nearly a year and a half. And according to reports from friends, they didn't have the healthiest relationship. There was... Yeah. Oh, I was go ahead. Say it, it did not seem like it at all. <laughs> no, it was pretty toxic. Very yeah. toxic, to say the least. There was several breakups between the two during this time, as well as some pretty obsessive and sometimes frightening behaviors from Shayna, as she would show up to Ryan's condo uninvited and would ultimately refuse to leave, but also continuously text Ryan. It was said that there was, quote, hundreds of thousands of messages, most of the messages being from Shayna, and for every one message that Ryan had sent, she probably sent close to 50. She just couldn't stop herself. That ratio is insane. And it's insane coming from someone who I would say a lot of times I could be a double, triple texter. I don't always get all my thoughts out in one text. It happens. But that ratio overall is a very <laughs> large difference. And I do the same thing, like, and especially, like, if I am arguing or if I feel very passionate about something, you know, maybe we're chatting about Absolutely. a specific topic, you know, I might send, like, four or five texts, one right after another, but 50 before, like, there's even another, and I guess we don't know, like, the time frame on this, so maybe she's sending, you know, 50 text messages across, like, an hour span, and then he responds, but I kind of got the vibes that it was more, like, 50 text messages every you know couple minutes or so i did see one type of one report said i I don't even know if i have it written down somewhere but that she would be sending like in an hour sometimes averaged 75 texts to him in an hour and he wouldn't respond at all just rattling off crazy shit yes and i was like ooh, yikes (laughs) not great very aggressive So, although Ryan would say the couple was done and that he wouldn't be getting back with her, it always seemed that they would get back together during this span. There was conversations from both sides that the relationship was pretty toxic. Ryan, at one point, had told a friend, quote, this is getting a restraining order level crazy. She's shown up at my condo like three times and refuses to leave each time. And Shayna reportedly told one of her friends that, quote, my love has turned to hate and claims that Ryan was only staying with her because he felt bad for her. So they both kind of felt some type of way about it. Ryan's thinking that this she's just insane at this point. And she like had some vibes that he just was staying with her because she was acting all crazy and she was like guilt tripping him into it almost. Which is kind of interesting that this had come out. And on October 11th of 2012, Ryan and Shayna had dinner with family and then returned home to Ryan's condo. When they returned to the condo, they had gotten into a huge argument, which was something that was not out of the ordinary for them. And this had resulted in Ryan really wanting to move on from the relationship, finally. He had even planned a date for the next evening with another woman who was the 2012 Miss Ohio, Audrey Bolte. 
So he's finally making the moves to carry on, move on to another relationship. But unfortunately, it said that Shayna still had a key to this condo. And after their argument, she came back this next night. Ryan's supposed to leave, go on this date. And on October 12th, she she shows up unannounced and continues the argument that they had that prior night. And at some point, Shayna shot Ryan six times. Around 9 p.m., she called 911 stating that I killed my boyfriend in self-defense. He beat me and tried to carry me out of the house. I came back in to get my things, and he was right in front of me, and he reached down and grabbed the gun. I grabbed it out of his hand and pulled the trigger. When Shayna was asked how long ago this had happened, so when she's on the phone with 911 and they're like, okay, when did this occur? She said that it had happened 10 to 15 minutes ago and it was not even that long ago. She was immediately brought in for questioning shortly after. And although she requested an attorney almost immediately and couldn't be obviously questioned by police, she just continued to talk. So she rambled on for <laughs> just a while. Yes, like literally a while. You can watch videos on this. She rambles on about the incident and their relationship. She's making a number of bizarre statements. She tells police a bizarre different bizarre ass statements. <laughs> yes. She tells police a completely different story than what she had told 911 and that she actually like wrestled away the gun from Ryan and grabbed it off the table. She said she shot him in the head, and when he fell to the ground and started twitching, she shot him more because she didn't want to watch him die. She also said that, quote, she knew he was going to die or have a completely deformed face, and he's very vain and wants to get a nose job. I shot him right there, and I gave him the nose job that he wanted. Clearly, clearly... No, seriously. Like, I'm sorry, what? I wrote that quote down, Sydney, because I'm like, what? <laughs> Literally, what? Like, he's very And it's vain. in, like, every article, because mm-hmm. this bitch is wild. Literally every single article, I would say. I was trying not to add commentary up until this point. So, like, when you talked about, like, her, what she said to, like, 911, and, like, I was really trying hard, but... I feel like these statements, while you're being interrogated, just within hours of you shooting someone, I'm sorry, but, like, if you shoot someone in self-defense and you've never been in a situation like that before, it's still traumatizing. You Normal people aren't, like, calm. No! And she wasn't even and being interrogated. And saying bizarre things like oh I gave him the nose job he always wanted what <laughs> yes and I guess like the soon <laughs> the biggest thing is like she wasn't being interrogated she asked for an attorney like immediately it's like she should have just, just been talking. sitting there minding her business but it's like anyone who was willing to listen to her she was just talking to talk like this is why this is this happened this happened literally and they're just like you asked for an attorney obviously like they're not going to be like stop talking but like you asked for an attorney like <laughs> why are you still why are you still going on? Exactly. Oh my god. When she was left alone in that interrogation room, 
She also sang Amazing Grace and danced around the room saying, I did it. Yes, I did it. I can't believe it. I did that. And is literally just dancing around, talking to herself like she is in some sort of bizarre state or. Wait, I also saw another quote of what she said to herself. And it was, I'm so good at acting. Yes, yes. And I was like, hmm, do you not know there's a video camera on in there, ma'am? <laughs> and also, like, what were you even, I guess, my biggest thing behind that is, like, are you even acting? You're just changing your story and, like, making it more confusing for them. And, like, stop talking. <laughs> I guess that's my biggest thing. Shut like, up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. What are you saying? Good lord. So after these super bizarre interactions with police, Shayna was obviously arrested for murder and was held on a $5 million bond. She had gone to trial in 2015, and after only five hours of of jury deliberations, she was found guilty of murder. She was sentenced to 40 years in prison with parole eligible after 20, and obviously, after sentencing, what everyone does, they they go ahead and appeal those convictions. And her conviction was actually overturned in 2016 on the basis that one of the jurors had withheld a felony conviction. So under Kentucky law, felons are prohibited from serving on juries. It turned out that one of the jurors on her trial had some sort of felony conviction, so that was enough to overturn it. Her second trial began in 2018, and unlike the first trial, this time she actually took the stand for her own defense. Even though she went ahead and did that, thinking that, you know, this is self-defense, everyone's going to believe me, that was kind of like what her attorneys were going for this time around, the same conclusion was held. She was sentenced to life in prison with chance of parole in 2032. She since has appealed this second decision as well, which has also been denied. And there's been a decent amount of cellmates that testified at the trial and came out after speaking um, of some of her super bizarre behaviors that she had in jail as well. Holly Nivens said that there was things she'd do to get attention. She would run out of her room naked or out of her cell naked to get attention from the guards. And Cicely Miller, which is another former cellmate, said that male inmates would come in to serve. So, like, they would walk through, like, a common area. And she'd come out of her cell with a white tank top and underwear on and try to, like, ask them questions and, like, get their attention. So she was doing, like, some of these bizarre behaviors while she was in, or is in prison. Um, and there was actually a show, which I want to watch, but I couldn't find it. Um where cellmates, like, talk about, you know, the the people that they lived with in prison, and it's a Lifetime show, and it's called, like, Cellmate Speak or something, and there's an episode featured on her where they're also, like, saying these bizarre stories and, like, how she was such an attention whore and, like, wanted all of this different attention while she was behind bars or while they were staying with her. I just, like, I have a whole list of similarities so when we yeah i'm like dying right now (laughs) go for it throw it out there i just have like one other like i'll let you i'll let you say that first and then i'll 
I'll talk about how crazy and deja vu-y this case was for me. Okay. So another thing, I guess, in her present day life, um, Shano had also married behind bars in June of 2018 to Unique Taylor, which is a transgender woman whose legal name was Richard McBee. He was also serving time for a robbery, and they were divorced less than a year after their jailhouse murder or jailhouse murder jailhouse marriage which lasted like 30 seconds which is super intriguing i think it's yeah i thought that was really interesting i tried to fall marriage. down that rabbit hole yeah it just, sounded like they were locked up together uh uh-huh. and that's how they met in the correction facility which is weird but yes to each their own. <laughs> all right what you got Peyton? you're excited to share Okay, I was dying doing this research because this is so much like the Jody Aries case that I yes. was like, what the hell? Because she tried to claim self-defense at some point, too. And it was like a gross overkill. And it was the same thing where there were a lot of, like, it was a tumultuous relationship. It was on again, off again. And where like they were technically broken up and this happened and everyone thought, hopefully it was for good this time. Like it's wild. I mean, down to the fact that Jody also (laughs) uh, was talked about on a, like a, I can't remember what the show was, but same thing where she had cellmates talk about her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and like, their experiences with her in prison and like all this it was it was just so wild she was also in police custody and in the interrogation room and was dancing around and singing oh holy night i remember that i remember like, her da- the there video. were so many similarities where i was like what did she take up because that case happened in 2008 uh and she was convicted officially in 2013 but she it would have been in the news and everything would have been going on when this happened. So I'm like, did she like take a, like a playbook from Jody? I'm so confused what's going on. So it I was saw something. Similar to me. Um, let me see if I can pull the pack up. Cause I had seen something where it was like a reference to a cellmate saying, something that Shayna had said about Jodi Arias. So, like, she knew about her. And I'm sure there are other similar cases, but definitely doing the research on this, I was like, oh, shit. And like I said, it being so similar, it being covered in the news and things like that, and I had literally no idea about this case. So, there's an Oxygen report that Shayna Hubers had took notes on Jodi Arias while she was prepping for trial, her cellmate had said. So she was like taking notes from that murder trial to use in her own. Wild. So I mean, obviously, there's definitely a lot of comparison without even. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of differences too, because <laughs> uh, Jody tried to play like she was never even there, where Shayna called nine one one, like all that stuff. But it was just, it was very eerie to me how similar they were. Uh, especially with like, you know, Ryan and then Travis was the victim in the Jody case and they were, I feel like they had very similar, they were very ambitious men with like very, 
very strong careers ahead of them that someone might have just kind of latched on to. And that's, yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. Like, these are two women that it was almost like they made their minds up that this is going to be their forever person when these guys are like you're just my person for now like why are you so obsessed with me type situation yes and then I did read an article from Ryan's ex before Shayna they had dated for like a year and a half or so and had like lived together had two dogs together all this stuff and she was finishing up law school and she said like it didn't end on like bad blood it was just like wrong time and place kind of thing and it just like it was going very fast and and she was trying to get her career started and they had split up and were kind of doing like the rebound thing but like she never gotten anything serious whereas Ryan got with Shayna and it got to the point where like Shayna would go out to bars asking people if they knew her like so it was yeah like like obsessing asking if she was prettier than her yeah and like it was just all these crazy things that like (laughs) I'm sorry I will never be asking those questions of anyone you know what I mean like who cares they're an ex for a reason ideally and like I think Shayna was always threatened because I think her name was Laura I saw I, I think that's her name uh I think it was Laura or Lauren Yeah, or Lauren. It starts with an L. (laughs) But she had said, like, she had always thought her and Ryan would get back together eventually. And she remembers, like, where she was and when she heard he was killed. And, like, she was in the courtroom with him and, like, with his family. And, like, next to his mom and, like, hugged his mom during the conviction and, like, all this crazy stuff. And so it's just wild because you're, you're right. Where it seems like it's kind of a, like a you're a here for now situation. And Shayna was kind of thought this was a long-term thing. That maybe she lashed onto someone that could have been very successful. I don't know. That That's yeah. just how it appeared to me a little. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I will probably never know, like, realistically, like, what her reasoning was. And if she was just, you know, latching on thinking, like, all right, I'm going to get this full ride I'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom I'm gonna live my best life right or if she was thinking like like literally didn't even realize what she was doing and just was that obsessive and like would have been like that in any relationship but also, also if you're telling your friends that like your love for him has turned into hate like why are you still seeing him why are you That's showing up to me. his house yeah and not leaving yeah sending a million text messages it's pretty wild. I also think it's interesting, too. So, like, I know I had mentioned, um, you know, he had intentions of leaving her. And then she kind of showed up before he was supposed to go on that other... I can't speak. Supposed to go out on that other date with, like, the current Miss Ohio at that time. And there's actually, like, her version of events that are out there kind of, too. And, like, they didn't really know each other, but they were, like, chatting on, like, Facebook or something or another. And she, like, was out at the bar, and he never showed up, and then she never heard from him, and then come to find out, like, he got killed, which is, like, holy shit, like, imagine if you're that girl, like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to meet this guy out, and he just, like, stood me up, and then it's, like, he literally got killed yesterday, like, what? Okay, not only that, but I read that Shayna had added her on Facebook, too. 
really and, like, would go through and like add his like any most recent women he's like now friends with she'd be adding them on Facebook and she'd be like stalking their pages and like asking around about them <laughs> so it's like she knew <laughs> something about her at least yeah who knows like what to the extent if she knew about the date or I don't know I have no idea yeah well, that's, like, I guess this is kind of the issue that we're in with, like, you know, the social media times and, like, that you can, you know, see whoever John Doe has 50 Facebook friends. Now he has 52. So, like, who are his two new friends? Or, like, if you are just, like, going through and, like, seeing who's liking pictures or who's commenting on stuff, like, that stalking, for lack of a better term, like, is super common nowadays. And gets yeah. taken on to extreme levels. I and think she I think, and had I think some like, other problems. Yes, 100%. She definitely had other issues to be, like, taking it to the extremes that she was. And uh, wild to think that she was convicted in, was it 2015, finally? 2015, and then she got retried in 2018. And so she's still going to be up for parole potentially in 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And her reconviction was only four years ago. Which I doubt that she'll get out on parole. But it's interesting that that's even, you know, that's her first parole attempt that she could get. That's not that long at all when you're supposed to serve a life sentence. Correct. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how that plays out in in 10 years when she's up for parole, especially if, you know, how people have testified her former cellmates and things like that of how she is in prison. If she has no remorse and she is still behaving the way she is. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are things that the parole board very much takes into account. So true. It's very true. And I also think, so, I mean, this isn't necessarily, I don't feel like there's anything I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with this because I feel like there somewhat is. But one of the big things with Shayna or like I feel like what blew her up or like made this story to have such a high media presence is like in most of her mugshots, she's always smiling. Which is what Jody did. (laughs) Yeah, like that she doesn't have any remorse, you know. Yes. She's smiling like she's smiling for a family photo like or it's I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying there's a million Bizarre. people out there that have mugshots out there where they're smiling, but it but you it has that other someone. level. Yeah, it has that other level of like, what are you doing? Why are you yeah. smiling? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I th- thank you for picking this case. Like I said, never heard of it. I'm sure there are a lot of similar cases to these two, unfortunately. Uh, but it's it's wild, like I said, you know, in the last 10 years and the trial started in 2015, that's only, you know, seven years ago. And I still don't remember ever hearing about this. So I'm glad you covered it <laughs> so we I could actually learn more about it. Well, and yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of big or solid coverage on it I feel like from like the news outlets but I don't think that I had ever heard of it like during when it had happened like 2012 I don't think I actually heard about it until she was getting tried in like 2015 and then the retrial in like 2018 
but during Fair. that period of time was when those like smiling mugshots were coming out and it was big so it was like oh there, here's this pretty girl and she's smiling in her mugshot oh she killed her boyfriend that's pretty fucked up and I feel like that's what made it like blow yes, up probably but hey man people are crazy absolutely they are <laughs> no other words besides that Well, I have nothing else to add. Do you? No, I don't think so. Okay. You got some jokes and facts for me? I do. Sweet. Since this is still our our thing that we're going with for now. (laughs) You know, I'm still finding them, so we can can stick with it. I don't know how, I mean, we keep saying I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Some of these jokes are a little questionable. Some of these facts are a little questionable. But I say we just go with them until, like, we can't find anything. As I'm far good as with they, that. As far as they go. Even if they're bad. I'm, like, I'm so good with that. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I'm very good with that. Let's go fact first. One of these days I'm going to surprise you, but it, it's not today. And I'm going to be in shock. Yeah, you're going to be like, I was waiting and I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> so, history shows that the breakfast burrito had originated at Tia Sofia's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It was said to be invented in 1975 by filling a rolled tortilla with bacon, potatoes, chili, and cheese. Interesting. There's not even eggs in there. What the hell? I know. I, I didn't see. I was like, going. that's not on the list. I'm sure that's probably one of those like things that if you look at it from one article or, like, from one tidbit, it says that there's eggs and then on other yeah. ones. It's just, like, the potatoes and bacon and stuff. Um, I didn't dig too deep into it. I saw that there wasn't. I looked at another one and there wasn't. And I was like, I'm just writing it down. We're leaving it at that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I like uh, I like breakfast burritos, breakfast tacos. So I can dig this. No. I was going to guess, actually, a lot more recent than 75, but... Okay. <laughs> I think that was something that I was surprised about. You don't realize how old some of these things are. I also feel like they weren't as prevalent, like, when I was younger as they are now. Yeah, I would agree and with that. so that's, I think, maybe why I just feel like it's becoming more of, like, a fad now. I don't know. An obsession? Yeah. I think so. We've talked about a lot of a lot of obsessive (laughs) behaviors today, and breakfast burritos are ours. That a hundred percent. Love it. All right, so I want to say this. uh, This joke here was actually a send-in for my mom. So if it's sex, you can come after her. (laughs) But if it's good, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sheenie. How do you get food at the beach? How? You dig your feet in the sand and you'll get buried toes. Buried toes. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> you know, we don't have a lot to work with. We just talked about this. <laughs> if I have people voluntarily sending me jokes, I'm taking them and I'm running with them. <laughs> I'm sure my dad will listen to this and start sending us lots of jokes because... He'll text our family group, text uh, dad jokes at least once a week, usually twice. Love it. Love it. I'll see see if I have his most recent one. Please hold. It wasn't that funny. (laughs) It wasn't that funny. 
What do you get when you cross the Atlantic Ocean with the Titanic? What? About halfway. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I was too like, okay. Too soon. Too <laughs> soon. Just kidding. Some of them are funnier than others. So I'm sure hey. he'll hear this and be like, hey. He's going to be like, that was a good joke. <laughs> It was funny. It's a a thought that counts, okay? So, yeah, we'll we'll take joke suggestions, though. Yeah, jokes, cases. Send me some facts. Yeah, you can send them. You can send it to us on Facebook (laughs) at Tacos and Tequila Podcast. I'm sure we mentioned this a while ago when we tested it, but you can also message us off of that or comment on any of our posts. We've been sharing lots of memes, which I have to give a shout out to Sydney because I'm sure as shit not that creative. So <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun with the memes, honestly. Um, I like I think when it- I get to preview some of them and laugh really hard to myself. <laughs> just imagine me laying in my bed just giggling to myself. like. <laughs> I feel like every time so I make a meme, it's, like, so much work. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I'm like, is this funny, though? I don't know. So, I have good... I know I texted you about this. I have good days and I have bad days. Some days I'm like, well, I'm really fucking pushing to be funny today. And then other days, I'm like, I can pull out, like, five of them. And I'm like, oh, my God, these well, are so good. Well, then you good. store them. So the, exactly. You store those for the bad days. Exactly. And, like, that's kind of... I think I'm going to have to do some today. But I still have a decent amount that I'm just, like, holding. And I'm like, some of these are pretty funny still. And, and it's always the ones that you least expect that have been blowing up <laughs> oh, and that people yeah, are loving. And I'm up. like, all right, do the thing. <laughs> yeah, so find us on Facebook, message us, like, and comment on our memes. Shout, like I said, shout out to Sydney for making them. <laughs> you can check them out on Instagram at just tacos and tequila also. We have a website. It doesn't have our memes on there, (laughs) but it does have links to every episode on Spotify, as well as all our sources and summaries of each episode. It's tacosandtequiliapodcast.com. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a rating and a review. Help us get noticed. It's really cool to see what you guys like. And to hit the five stars, if you have any concerns, Slide in my DMs and we can chat about them. Yeah, we would much much prefer the the two-star, one-star reviews to, <laughs> to be messaged to us because we love some good feedback. Yeah, and I saw, actually, I sent this to, to, Pey- to Peyton. Um, there's another podcast that we follow. And they're like, you know, you can't complain about free content. This is free content that you're listening to. Which is damn true, okay? I Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, and damn spot true. on, because a lot of us, you know, we work hard to have lives outside of this. So uh, any feedback for improvement, feel free to reach out to us. We have an email. We've talked about it before. Tacos and Tequila podcast. Nope. Tacos and Tequila at gmail.com. Uh, and I think that's just, like, super helpful for us to... Yeah to hear and see the feedback and I don't know I thought our first bad review we'd get I would feel some type of way about it but when I saw it I was like eh, <laughs> like whatever 
They yeah, must have listened to one or two episodes, and they probably weren't great episodes. And I'm really sorry you felt that way. But if you listen to others, it's not applicable. So some are better than others. There's nothing we can yeah. do about it. We have good that's days and we have life. bad. Yeah, that's literally life. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think I have anything else to add. Do you? No, I think that sums it up. Sweet. Well, then I guess we will talk to you folks next week then. Bye. Bye.